0: This is the Missing Pieces Podcast. Thank you for listening and for being part of our movement to use our schools as a primary place to teach our students what they most need to live well, be happy, and contribute to the world. I'm Jamie Richards. I wrote the book, Missing Pieces, 52 Vital Lessons Our Kids Should Be Learning at School But Aren't. I've been teaching for 32 years and my mission is to figure out what students most need, not necessarily what they want, and find a way to teach it. If not in the classroom, then with my book and this podcast. One thing I know for sure is that I can't teach everything. As with knowledge, where what we don't know far, far exceeds what we do, what I can't teach, what I'm unqualified to teach is infinite while what I can teach is finite. Extremely finite. Extremely finite? Is that even a thing? Anyway, my latest interest is something I'm gonna call student onus, as in the onus is on you to learn. I don't think we teach that very well. For the most part, the onus is on the teacher to, quote, make sure the students learn. And if they don't, we blame the teacher or the coach. I've been going to these teaching conferences for three decades and it's always about what we teachers can do to reach our students and if they don't learn we need to try something different and if that doesn't work we need to try something else and something else truth is i can only do so much i can teach to my maximum potential and still not succeed if the students don't take responsibility for their own learning i joke with colleagues that Confucius couldn't teach this kid. The best learning happens when you have a terrific teacher doing terrific teaching and terrific students doing terrific learning. But that's not something we talk about. When is the last time we told someone, hey, you're a fabulous learner? What does that even mean? We need to teach kids what it means. We need to teach them how to learn and how to be motivated to learn which ties into this episode of the Missing Pieces podcast. Atash, my primary podcast partner, has created a summer fellowship called Metaphor. It's a two week summer program for high school students in the Southeast Bay to explore personal and career interests, gain real world skills and self-awareness, and most importantly, complete a creative project from start to finish. Normally, we like to keep the Missing Pieces podcast evergreen, meaning whether you listen to it today or five years from today, it'll still be relevant, it'll still be valuable. But we're going to make an exception this time because this summer, 2018, is the summer of Atasha's first metaphor program. So if you don't get on it right away, you'll miss out. However. Even if you don't sign up for the program, I think what we have to say today, what I have to say, is extremely important now and forever. I love Atasha's program, I think it's perfect. So many students have no idea, or at least claim to have no idea, about what interests them. Metaphor allows them, pushes them to explore a variety of emerging industries and career paths and talk to professional mentors in order to find worthwhile interests. Then they learn the skills they need to design a blog, a vlog, or a podcast about what they most care about. Kind of like what I do, I'm passionate about teaching the missing pieces so I made a podcast about it. But here's the thing, as great a program as this is, a student has to want to learn what he or she cares about. I recently had the city of Fremont, California, the police chief, Richard Lucera, guest teach in my classroom. He was talking about the problem he has of getting young cops to, for the lack of a better term, ad lib, or as Lucera said, the academic setting is highly controlled. Highly controlled? That's an understatement. Hey, one of the fallouts beyond not having cops who can police without a script is having students who have no clue what they care about because they have never had to. Too often parents shove them toward a specific career usually engineering or medicine or their parents don't nudge them at all. Schools are worse. Bureaucrats, politicians, administrators, and teachers write the students scripts. If they go off it, they get a bad grade and in their eyes, because in college admission officials eyes, they failed. So no wonder kids can't write on a blank sheet of paper. Their whole world not only demands writing on the lines, it means looking for them as well. That's why I believe in metaphor so much. It's about having kids think for themselves about what interests them, moves them, excites them. After they do, they have to learn specific skills, technical skills to support their potential passions. Their success, satisfaction, and gratification won't depend entirely upon their teachers. If they get a great teacher, that's icing on the cake. If they don't, they'll find a way to learn anyway. The best students I have don't just learn from me. They learn from all their teachers. Two of my favorites this year are going to Harvard and Cal. but Not because I was their teacher and they learned from me, but because they learn from all their teachers in all their classes. The best students Know that the onus to learn is ultimately on them. And how do they know this? Why do they know this? Because somebody taught them how to be excellent, motivated learners. But not everyone is fortunate enough to have had someone teach them this. That's why it's yet another missing piece. And it's why the grade in willingness and ability to learn is the most important grade on kids' report cards. Oh wait, sorry. Willingness and ability to learn is not on the report card, is it? At least most of them. But it should be. All right, time to talk to Atash about Metaphor. Okay, tell me more about this Genius Summer program that so far I love so much.
1: The overall name for the program is Metaphor. or That's kind of the brand that I'm I'm kind of working. And that name I already I thought about a long time ago, which I can go into more. But if you remember the sign-up sheet that I was passing around in your class, it had that word on it. But metaphor is kind of the name of the organization. It's spelled then,
0: like the typical metaphor?
1: Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. And what I'm doing this summer, um, I'm just calling it a kind of a summer fellowship. And the idea is for high school students to come in and explore some of their own interests in terms of career in terms of personal and then use those to come up with a creative project that they will complete from start to finish the idea is to create something real and end up with a product and that could be in a variety of forms i'm leaving it somewhat vague by intention but I could name any number of things. It could be a short film. It could be a nonprofit. It could be an art creative piece. But the idea is kids will explore their interests and go deep into one of them. And and then the final piece of it is as they do this, they're going to document the entire process. And that's going to be either in the form of a vlog, a blog, or a podcast. And so no matter what, students will walk away with, a project that they've done and their entire journey that they've documented um, in a way that they can have that to share with the world, add to their portfolio, or just later on reflect back on what they did. It can feel like a lot of pressure for a student to step into something like this and be asked, what's your passion and have to give an answer either on day one or day two or even in a couple weeks, right? So I think the, that's the first thing is I I want to lower the stakes a little bit. This is not about finding your perfect interest or perfect passion so that you can create your ultimate project based on that. What we're going to do is, is help kids do an inventory of of their interests that they may already have and kind of think back to their past year, their past five years, past 10 years of their life and see where they've naturally gravitate, gravitated towards to see if we can pull out some nuggets, bring in some guest speakers to expose them to a few more ideas. We'll we'll take in a lot of content on YouTube and different articles that I'll present to give kids a ton of different options. But at the end end of the day, is picking something that seems interesting enough to them to dive deep. And that may mean that that this isn't really what they're into, but the idea is to pick something to go deep with it and to see what comes out of it. There's a certain amount of skill involved in taking a burgeoning interest or even a deep interest and actually creating something from it and having the discipline over a period of time to create something from start to finish.
0: So what what are the skills that they're going to take away from here besides having a finished product?
1: So in terms of just the finished product aspect, I think the skill there is what it takes to to do something from start to finish, what it takes to be a creator and not just a consumer. That's one aspect of it. There's a lot of uh, multimedia technology skills involved in that in terms of the vlogging the blogging podcasting process so there will be some concrete skills that students walk away with there the other thing is self-awareness that comes from the self-exploration that students will be doing in the beginning of the program and throughout they'll be constantly reflecting so in that process of creating a vlog or whatever they use to document their process they're going to be learning a lot of meta skills in terms of self-awareness self-reflection and kind of analyzing what What's working for them? What's not working for them? And then I think finally, and this is you know this is really something that we talk a lot about. And what's one of my big motivations for this is that in the process of doing something tangible in real world, I think creates a great opportunity for students to learn a lot of the skills that aren't taught in school. And whether whether that's like mindfulness or managing one's emotions, um, a lot of the social and emotional skills, and those are going to be integrated in, the, in their process of doing the projects, but we're going to just have some time set aside for kids to really work on some of those skills.
0: So it all sounded so fabulous to me that I was excited about doing the editing and getting metaphor out into the world so people could sign up for it. And I was listening back to our conversation and realized that we never talked about why Atash decided to call it metaphor. So I had to call him back. I'm calling because I have been putting this together and I really like what we've done so far. But Mm -hmm. you've never explained. I, I kept looking for it. I was thinking somewhere in there you discussed why you called it metaphor, and then I kept looking for it and realized we'd never actually discussed it.
2: I came up with the name a few years ago, I think, when I was really starting to think about Working in education, I told myself, if I ever started something, I would call it a metaphor. And I think the reason behind that was just that I was thinking about how we learn and, and how we make connections as humans. And a metaphor, right it's, it's a way to compare two things that aren't that may not have much in common, but there's kind of a small thread. Two things are very different, but you find some way to connect them and i just feel like we always learn best when we're able to take something that might be completely out of our spectrum of past knowledge but if you can find a way to make even a, the slightest connection to the knowledge you already have kind of use your own lens to understand that thing it's just a better way to learn and so i just that yeah i don't know if that makes sense but i just metaf- the idea of a metaphor to me it's like how do you connect two disparate things and I think that's if you can figure how to do that for a person you can help them learn something
0: so there you have it now we all know why it's called metaphor if you want to create something purposeful this summer I strongly strongly recommend that you log on to metaphored.org and sign up that's m-e-t-a p-h-o-r-e-d You can also find the link to Metaphor in our show notes and I'll post it at jamierichards.org. That's J-A-I-M-E-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S dot org where you can find previous Missing Pieces podcasts along with my blog and so much more. That's Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, Richards, jamierichards.org. All right, before I go, I want to share some final thoughts. I started out talking about student onus, but I don't want to come off as one of those teachers who blames his students for our failures. Sometimes teachers suck and that's why kids don't learn. Sometimes, too often, I'm sure I suck and my students don't learn. On the other hand, sometimes we don't suck. Sometimes we're great and our students still don't learn. And the older they are, the more it's on them. Part of our job as parents and our teachers is to teach kids that ultimately, the onus is on them to learn, but they won't get this unless we teach it. They need to know how to learn and how to motivate themselves to learn. They can. I see it all the time in the best students. I just don't see it enough. Thank you for listening. Parents, teachers, coaches, let's keep working hard to fill in those missing pieces because the world desperately needs our students and it desperately needs